switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. Raised from the grave, time to wake up. Active in my faith, time to stay up. Watch me flip the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. Uh, I could say this, but I just didn't like, you know, solidify in my head. It's like, that was it. I feel it. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, man, let's get into it. Welcome to the to the podcast, man, where we flip the switch on everything. Everything. You used to have this. a list of things that you used to say. Well, yeah, but then, like, <laughs> I thought about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like when you come in, you say everything right after I say everything. That was kind of dope. So I was like, I'm going to let him say everything again without clash with him this time. <laughs> so yeah, but listen, we can flip the switch on everything from relationships to to, to friendships, self identity, spirituality, you name it, we talk about it. Okay. Motherhood, fatherhood, everything. everything. What's up, man? How was your how was your your memorial day, brother? I was good, man. I um I actually got a chance to, you know, clean up being around the house for a minute because when i'm in the house bro i get boy i get cabin fever and i had nowhere to go we got going quarantine so <laughs> i've been working during the quarantine so i ain't had the experience like what it's like to just be sitting in the house so um oh, God like, i had to clean up yeah i gotta do something so i was like all right let me just clean everything up that felt good so uh i got a chance to do that hey you know what's interesting bro? how was yours Mine was good. Mine was good. I need to piggyback off of what you just said real quick, though. So you just said mm-hmm. that, you know, it felt good to, you know, be at home and just, you know, when you clean up, you know. It's funny because when I clean up at home, one of the the very, like, the, the, the one of the things that I really do and enjoy is I take my shoes and my socks off and mm-hmm. I let my feet <laughs> feel the carpet. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times I'll walk around either in my in my slides or I'll, or or my um or or my um or my socks. It's so funny so, that when you said that, I think the re- reason why I didn't like like give you like a a big reaction is because I'm barefoot like most of the time, like ninety eight percent of the time. <laughs> I'm barefoot right now. I'm not. I walked barefoot to my car and I drove my car barefoot. <laughs> To a park over here under the tree. <laughs> I'm from the south, man. In the south, like you barefoot all the time. People always tell me, like, you man, that's that south stuff. Yeah, yeah, that is, now. that is, because it is not <laughs> over here in the west. We are not barefoot. In uh, the west. My wife get on me all the time. <laughs> it's it is some people that she, don't like to wear shoes like that out here, but overall, like the general population is definitely like, yo, put some shoes and socks on. Well, I will say though, we did a lot, a lot of not me personally. But like a lot of other, um, a lot of other kids, I I would say. Well, I haven't seen like Hispanics do it like that, but I know black people, they'll do it, especially like in the hood. They'll mm-hmm. run outside on the street with no shoes on, like the kids. Like they just, mm-hmm. you know, not all of them, but some of them. It's like yo, like y'all gonna put some shoes and socks on, man, before y'all step on something out here in these streets. Like then y'all gonna be hollering and crying, telling someone, "I need to go to the hospital." Like, bruh, like. Y'all do it. <laughs> like Loki, I used to like, why are you doing it? Like, you know, that's dangerous. Like, but you know, it is what it is, man. But memorial, my memorial, blah. Sorry, y'all. My memorial day was great. 
New Orleans. Um, yeah, up. bro. Like we uh we went down uh, with my in-laws. My my wife's grandfather was a I want to say he was a Navy man. I believe he was a Navy man. If I am wrong, I know he was in the military at the very least, but I, I believe he was a Navy man. Um, I don't think it was Marines. I believe it was Navy. And um, so he passed away. I think it was last year. Uh, I don't have the shirt on, so. Um, but I think it was either. I last saw the shirt year. though. You posted it. Yeah, I, I think. I saw the shirt. I'm tripping right now. Y'all forgive your boy. I'm. 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 My brain is still waking up. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, but anyways, they turned, they turned for them, um, they turned Memorial Day into Grandpa Jack Day. So, oh, that's we, dope. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we celebrated and honored him and his memory and his legacy. And it was fun. And my mother in law, she could grow through down in the kitchen like she always do. Like, shout out to my mother in law, man. Like, that lady is like, her hands is blessed, bro. Like, I'm telling you, like, and the reason why I say that is because, like, She's not a dessert maker like that. She's not a baker and all that. But she'll Bro. make it anyways. And it's like, you're, like, if you tasted her her desserts, like, whatever she makes for dessert, you would think that she's lying to you. That's, that, mm -hmm. that's not what she does. And she doesn't, like, she doesn't make them like that. But when she does. <laughs> so I brought that up to say, though, too, because she cooked. But my sister-in-law, Kenya, shout out to my sister-in-law, Kenya. She made this Oreo cheesecake, bro. This what? Oreo cheesecake. Did you say cheesecake? Oreo cheesecake. <laughs> Brother, I was so mad at myself, to be honest. I even tell my wife how upset with myself I was about this. I was so mad because there was, there was no takeout plates. Like, there was no plates for us to wrap up and take home. Mm -hmm. So I'm like kind of mad at myself that I didn't get up because I had the thought to go to the store, go grab some place, and then come back so we could pack some food up. Mm -hmm. Didn't do it. Did not do it. Why I would you not was... do that? Bruh, I'm, bro, I probably would have packed you up a, a slice of that Oreo cheesecake. <laughs> like it was the t it was the kind that when you taste it and it's in your mouth. It's a it's a joy that's in your mouth that you won't get nowhere else. It's a, it's a it's a it's a dream come true, and don't you dare say it because no, I will never agree with you on that. So we're gonna I just bet. shut that down. We're gonna shut that down right now. So don't even know because that's not that's not true. that's not true. I've been peach cobbler, but was it bomb? But like, was, uh... well, there was no peach cobbler there yesterday. Okay. There was no peach cobbler there yesterday, but my mother and it, it didn't guys, need to be. There was no reason for it. If you got cheesecake in the building, don't, what's the point? Look, don't don't just be peach cobbler like that, man. <laughs> for those that are maybe wondering how we kind of randomly, so to speak, got on peach cobbler, it, you gotta listen to the last episode. Oh, <laughs> got to. That's the only way that I'm I'm gonna let you even end on that. You have to listen to the last episode. If you listen to the last episode, you'll know why we're talking about that right now. So, anyways, we're gonna drop that because we're not gonna go there. <laughs> but that does not mean that cheesecake is not bomb. It just I'm, no, it's delicious. Gonna, it is. It is absolutely delicious. So we're not even gonna. So, anyways, man. What you got for this random opinion, bro? Because I know you got a random opinion. You got a opinion I mean, about everything. 
Actually, I, I had I had a few things in my mind. Can I just throw them all out there? Like they they quick though. They quick. Oh, so you so you you running you running doubles and triples? Yeah, man. It was just all, all in right, my mind. Right, average yeah. day, okay. It's just because it all right, happened right. like kind of back to back. So I'm gonna just throw them out there real uh, quick. We could debate them real quick. First off, ketchup is trash. I don't know if you eat ketchup, but ketchup is trash. My wife loves ketchup. She says that it goes on fries. She says that it goes it goes on nothing. There's nothing that you should ever put ketchup on. I disagree with it totally. I wish it was never created. It's trash. It sucks. Ketchup is trash. She even puts it on her tacos. I'm like, ah, come on, you're ruining it. You're just ruining it. It's just, why would you use ketchup? Oh, oh my goodness. Ketchup okay. I'm going to just wait. Go ahead. The other one wait. is, I hate the habit of putting ranch on wings. Ranch on wings is trash. Don't put, <laughs> don't eat hot wings and then put ranch on it. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? I don't even eat ranch on my salad. It's just ranch. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop that. And last thing is, oh, lemonade. Yeah, that's it. Lemonade is the best beverage in the world. I had to say two things were trash. I say one thing was good. Lemonade is the best beverage in the world. Don't act. It's the best drink. I, I, I put no drink above lemonade. But it's got to be real lemons. Imitation lemonade is trash. And lemon-flavored stuff that's not real lemons is trash. Everything that's lemon-flavored is sucks. But it got to be lemonade. Lemonade is great. All right, I'm done. I had to get that out. <laughs> hey, man, first of all, let me just say this before I actually get into my opinions about those things. I really just wish we could always have Kevin on stage here with us for these uh, random opinions, bro. Because I would love to, like, actually get his feedback. I would love to just have that, dude, like, I, Kevin on stage, if you ever listening to me, I, I, we need you on the show. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, the way like, they argue about we, food is hilarious. Yeah, just, just, for, just, for, just for the simple fact that we do this. Like, we need you on, on, we need you on stage, so to speak. <laughs> but in the car. We need you in the car, though. Right. So, I'm not going to disagree with you that lemonade is the best drink in the world, necessarily. Real lemons, absolutely. Like, oh my God. Like, 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 man, like, they. Man, Chick Fil A and hot dog on the stick. Oh, Those bro! Places? Oh, Chick Fil A lemonade <laughs> is ridiculous, bro. Like ridiculous. I'm t- like, I really feel like Chick Fil A has God's hand on them. Like Man. favor, anointing. It just, they said like, my wife in the south. My hey. I need to actually go to the south and just try certain foods down there because I don't. I really feel like I have. Like certain types of foods, I have not really had maybe yet. I don't really know for sure. You know what I'm saying? But just like it'd be confirmation if it's like, oh, okay, so it does taste like this. Oh, you yeah. know. <laughs> but I've never been to the south and tasted certain things, so you know that that's on my bucket list to so go to the south and and find a spot that really has you know it. Hmm. But as far as the lemonade thing goes, man, real lemonade, like real lemons making lemonade, like there, there's, there's no drink touching that, man. No drink, no drink touching that. Now, I, I will say, 
I don't feel like they're trash, but they they're not like the same at all. They're you know the whole imitation of lemonade is not the same. It's just not. I mean, the the closest I would drink is minimade lemonade. I deal with that because okay. it's still yeah. it, it has a little bit of juice in it. It still got some tartness. You know what I mean? Like I deal yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, that's probably as far as I go. And that's like. <laughs> But that's usually like all the. Oh wait, have you tasted Simply Lemonade? Yeah, but I mean, Simply got at least uh, I think it's like at least eleven percent real lemon juice in it. You know what I mean? And they actually got some pulp at the bottom. Yeah, so, you know, they actually worked with some real lemons. You know? Yeah. So, yeah I will I say like I will agree that outside of Simply and Minimate, if it don't have pulp in it. I don't want it. <laughs> don't even look at me like don't, that. Don't, don't because of the pulp is what helps make that lemonade lemonade. Like yeah. that that pulp is oh. So I guess I, I do ultimately just agree with you. I, I never broke it down like that until mm-hmm. now. So I never really thought about it, but okay. I I, I I we can agree on that one. You're welcome. Um now these other two <laughs> First and foremost, I'm gonna just run with the. I'm gonna run with the ketchup first. My mind is telling me to go with the ranch first. So I'm gonna run with the ketchup first. The ketchup first. I grew up doing all the things that Brie does. Put oh, on the God. tacos, because first and foremost, I'm not a a hot sauce person. Like I had, I, there was literally one time in my life that I actually had it, had it, and for one reason, I don't even know what happened. Like, there was this one night, all the youth at my uh, at my parents' church when I was there, when I was younger, in high school, the youth minister at the time, actually, he's, he's a youth pastor now, too, but at the time, he took us down the street from, it was, like, somewhere on Broadway, I believe, and he treated us out, basically, Went in, I put, this is back when I used to eat fried chicken. I don't eat fried chicken no more. Y'all could revoke my black card for all I care. You don't. I, I, listen, when you grow up on something, certain things, you know what I'm saying? Like, it might not be for everybody, but certain things just eventually kind of expire for certain people. Like, you kind of get tired of it. For, for the sake of time, we'll save that, that discussion. We can definitely <laughs> save that for discussion. But... Here's, here's you just the, killed my heart twice with fried chicken I, and hot sauce. Hey, you killed mine when you said you killed mine when you did the whole cereal thing, when you did the whole cheesecake with oh, the cheese thing. You know, you keep doing that every week, so I don't even want to hear that. Uh, oh. You know, so that was, you know, back when I was into fried chicken and whatever. And I'm not saying fried chicken is nasty, because especially, especially when the right cook fries it, Oh my God! Like, so you just saying you don't you don't do it like that no more? I, I'm just not into it anymore. Yeah, okay. but it's I, it's not nasty by any means. It's not disgusting. So if I ever hear somebody say that, we are gonna disagree flat out. Right. Like them fighting words. Like I'll still defend the taste of it. I'm just you know what I'm saying. It's just something I'm like oh, I don't I don't I don't feel like eating all that now. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't, that's just where I'm at. And it's funny because some, yeah, that's a whole nother, I'll, we can talk about that later. Anyways, <laughs> ketchup though, I grew up putting on the tacos, you know, yeah. put on my fries, like, you know, that that was the thing. That's the thing that, that that's out here though. 
Like, I can almost guarantee in the South, they don't use ketchup for, for a lot of stuff, if anything, really. No. I use ketchup. I just don't eat it. <laughs> People around oh, me have shoot. always used it. People around me have always used you. it. Oh. Nah, it's just me. See, that's why I never like the South, so I know what they eat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, now I feel like I probably disrespected them in some way. So I sincerely apologize for any Southern people that may be listening to this in any way, shape, or form. I really do apologize. I was not trying to disrespect anybody or their heritage or legacy. <laughs> but, yeah, bro, like, ketchup is not trash. I, I will say I don't use it like that anymore, though. And it just mm. happened. Like it wasn't even like a conscious decision to make. But I, I, I just I can't say that it's trash. Like it's, it's not trash. It's a, it's a classic type of condiment. Like you can do whatever you want. You can put it on pause. You could. I don't care. Like yeah, you can make whatever food nasty you want. That, you put that's ketchup like, on it. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's like saying McDonald's is trash and. They're trash for using food that will expire on you, but I mean, like, for I mean, instance, they, the 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 uh, the quarter pounder got real beef though. I mean, that they trash. Fire. They good, but they trash. It's like they right. good. That's, that's, because, what I, that's exactly. <laughs> they good because they cheap, they convenient, and it's not disgusting if you eat it. But it's trash. Right. It's trash for your body, and it's trash. Oh, right. Yeah, that's why. That's yeah, why. Like, yeah, so we do agree. Yeah, but that's why I said it's like it's like saying it's trash for because you said that ketchup is trash for you know basically like everything. everything. Yeah, I just you know what I'm saying, saying. and that's not yeah. that's I can't agree with that. <laughs> um, ranch now that we just gonna flat out disagree on period. There's no there's no need for me to explain that one. Whatever your reason is for even trying to look at people strange for. Using ranch as a dipping sauce for hot wings? Terrible. Have you ever you tried it? it? You, you ruined it. Have you ever tried it? Then you take the heat. Yeah, Have you I, ever tried, tried it? it? Yes. So uh, what do you mean? That. So you ruined the taste of the wings. Yo, yo, you take the heat buds, off of it. Bro, your taste buds need to be delivered. We just had this conversation <laughs> last week. They hot on your on your life on your life on your life. They had this whole debate and you lost. There's a whole reason why you lost because your taste buds need to be delivered. They hot for a reason. Maybe maybe it needs healing. I don't know, but you need Jesus, bro. (laughs) They hot for a reason. They hot for a reason. I'm gonna say, man, you taking up the people's time by by this terrible. Terrible thing against ranch. <laughs> yeah, we gonna well, put it. We gonna put it out there. We gonna find out what what the popular thing is about, or what the majority says about ranch. Yeah, I mean, I, I've actually had ranch in some things that were okay, but I just they'll never go on salad, and I don't think it should be a different sauce for hot wings. Those are two things specifically. I don't think you should use it. For. Terrible. Terrible. It is salad dressing. At least we can agree on the lemonade. At least we can agree on the lemonade. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anybody else... I'm sure. I'm sure that lemonade is going to be disagreed with by somebody. And whoever you are, something is wrong with you and your taste buds. And 
you need deliverance because lemonade made by real lemons is the best drink ever, period. I'll take that over a lot of things. You can offer me all kinds of drinks. If I catch the little girl on the side of the road, yeah, Sam, bro, and she drinks it herself, I want that. I want yeah, that give me that. Because I guarantee you, that's better than almost anything. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, like it's very, like it might not, it may not come out better than Chick Fil A's lemonade, but it's gonna come close for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like if I see a stand. <laughs> On the block? Yeah, yeah I, I want that. Give me that. 50 cent? Give me that. A dollar? Give me that. Five dollars? Give me that. It ain't just for supports because it's good. Y'all don't know what mm -hmm. you're talking about. They just don't know what you're talking about when it comes to everything else. So anyway. Whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> so listen, people. We have a, a, a really good episode. We about to get deep. Um, I, that's actually part of the reason why I let it kind of run so long with the whole random opinion thing, because we're about to get deep. But for the highlight of the week, real quick, I wanted to highlight Memorial Day, the vets, those who have served past and present and even future. Um, listen, thank you to all those who serve right now. Thank you to all of those we who have served. You. My father served in the military. I believe I had two uncles. I know I had one for, no. I, yeah, I have two uncles on my dad's side that have served in the military. Um, I believe one of my grandfathers have served as well. And like I said earlier, my wife's grandmother, I mean, grandfather, sorry, grandfather served in the military. You know, so, man, listen, thank you for all those who are uh, still alive. Thank you to the families who have, you know, taken up that burden and sacrifice to, you know, allow your father and husband and you know to serve like thank you it, it's it I can't even imagine because my dad he didn't serve while I was you know while I was born and living he served before that mm -hmm. so you know I don't know what that's like to have your father gone and then he come back after so many years or whatever of being gone I don't know what that's like at all everybody mm -hmm. that everybody in my family that has served outside of like well I have cousins I'm sorry I have, also have cousins on my on my mom's side that have served. But I mean, that's a different feeling because they're cousins, they're not, you know, your father. I don't, so I don't know what that's like. I don't know what it's like to have your brother or your sister or, you know, mother go serve or something like that. So shout out to all those. Um, and I've seen videos of people, you know, sons, daughters, mothers, you know, of, you know, their sons or their husbands or their fathers being gone, their mothers being gone you know, to go serve, and then they come back. They ain't seen them in years, bro, like years. Mm -hmm. And then they see them, and it's like, man, like, that's so touching to see how they respond to that. Like, you, it, it, yeah. I, I'm a crybaby, so I would have cried for sure if that would have happened to me. Yeah. So, but, man, again, thank you to all those who have served. We definitely appreciate you. I know that it, at least from what I can understand, it seems like, you know, I would say America as a whole takes that for granted that there are people who actually go put their their lives and their bodies and everything on the line for literally the safety of this of this oh, yeah. country. America's vet treatment is trash. Yeah, absolutely. They gotta do they gotta do better. Absolutely. Vets, vets should be held to such a high standard in this country. It's ridiculous. Oh, it re really should. Like there are times. I matter of fact, there was like a time. A couple of years ago, I seen, I literally saw a guy, a man in his military uniform. I don't know if he just 
got back or what it was, but he had his bag. So I'm 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 under the impression he probably like just got back this time around and he was walking home and I was delivering packages for Amazon. So I, I, you know, it's like on my heart, like, yo, man, like every time, almost every time when I see a military guy or a military woman, I'll tell them thank you. Like, Cause you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't always, but I mean, there are times when I have literally just like, you know, let me just tell them thank you. Cause it, that's, that's, man, I, I honestly can't imagine being a vet, bro. I can't like there's there, I think even there's a, a couple of friends of mine that I met that are vets. Like mm-hmm. I appreciate everybody doing it. Cause that's not something for instance that I'm, I've ever been uh, courageous to do. No, me neither. So again, to all the vets, we appreciate you. Yesterday was Memorial day. I'm still remembering people this week. I'm not even like, just that one day, like, I still, like, it's still on my mind, like, we got vets out here, for real, Mm -hmm. so, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate you. We got to do something about this system, though. Yeah, we got to figure that out. We have to figure that out, like, for real. Um, so, yeah, so, listen, today's episode is, is is a good one and it's definitely deep. Today we are talking about all things work together for your good. Now, if, if for those that may have been listening since the very first episode where I had all my ums in there, <laughs> uh, then you heard us mention it and talk about it for a little bit, but. Today, we actually, this is like our episode. This is what the episode is really about. So I want to say first, and we're just going to literally dive head first. Like, we're just going to go straight into the deep end. I want to say first that any traumatic experiences that people have had, I've had some you know, you've had some, there are people that I know, like personally, who have had some, and they're still living, we're still living, we're still here. And disclaimer, if anyone is defended by anything that we say, or we are not intentionally out, you know, we're not setting out to offend anybody. We just truly believe that even with even as far as traumatic experiences go, it was it can still turn around and work for your good. Like right. it may have been meant, like when it happened, it may have been intended by the offender to kill you or to really hurt you in life or whatever it may have been. However, you made it through that, and you made it through for a reason. It wasn't. To, it's not it's not supposed to define you like you we're not supposed to allow anything that happens in our life whether it's good or bad to be to be the definition of who we are it's right, just right. One, a one-time experience or one moment and, and and some people might say well it happened multiple times well even with those multiple times you're still here right like you're still here so we're about to get into it like this and I'm excited about it because I I feel like I'm free to actually share this now. You know what I mean? But 
when I was a, a kid, for those, and there's plenty of people that don't know, but I was molested by a family member, unfortunately. But I was molested. And for a long time, for a very long time, I grew up angry. I grew up confused about my identity. I grew up just like, I mean, like, even even such things as like I could be on the game, on on a on a Super Nintendo game, Sega game, whatever. And I would give a reaction to 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 things that really wasn't that that big of a deal. But I would give a reaction like something just happened to me. Like, what, what what's wrong with you? Like I would mm-hmm. like sometimes you just yell out and just like out of anger. And I did to be honest, growing up, I didn't understand that, like what happened like what's wrong like you know what i'm saying like i I never understood for a very for until my adult years i didn't understand why i'm responding to games and things like that like it's just a game like why are you like that you know that mad but the truth of the matter is i'm responding because for for me personally games is kind of like my 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 matrix or my um if anybody has seen the movie Tron, that's kind of like my thing, like Tron. Like, you know, you're able to plug into the game and you kind of become the character and things like that. So for me, I would play games and kind of like, it was like my getaway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I love virtual reality because in virtual reality, I feel like you can make your life be what it is. Right, you're in I mean, control. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're in more control of of how your life is is going, what happens, all that stuff. I used to play wrestling games, and in the wrestling games, for those that may that don't know, you can create a wrestler or you can create a superstar, right? And then you can use them. You can make their attributes whatever you want to make them, and you can go in and just you know use them to fight, wrestle, blah blah blah. So I, I would do that. And I used to, at one point, I used to try to make these different versions of me that were powerful and in control and you can't stop him, things like that. Like how I would kind of see myself or because it was like what I wanted to be in reality. But for one reason or another, I never looked at it like that. Yeah, like for one reason or another, I kind of just felt like I couldn't be that in reality. So I would put myself into the games. Even with basketball games, bro, you can create a, a basketball star, right? Mm-hmm. And I would do that, and I would do everything I could to make him look as much like me as possible and personality and all that and play. And I would be the best basketball player mm-hmm. because I used to love playing basketball, but I would only, you know, just do it in the game where it's like, I'm a beast. Like, you can't stop me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot my threes. I'm going to go and dunk on you. I'm going to do everything that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to do in reality, but for one reason or another, can't do in reality, or I just felt like I couldn't, and then, you know, do it in the game. That's so funny that you say that, because uh, me and Ronnie uh, were debating about uh, 2K, because he was telling me, like, <laughs> you know, you can create a play on 2K. And, like, I I've done it, but it's hard for me to continuously like play with my player because i'm uh-huh. like i'm like man it's not me like i can't 
I'm not, I, I'm, a, I'm a good at basketball, but I'm not like that. You know what I'm saying? He's like, man, you can make yourself be the best. And I'm like, right. I want to, I want to show you how good Kobe is. I want to play with him. I don't want to play with me. It's not me. <laughs> like, I don't ball like that. You know what I mean? So it's funny that you say that. It's like, it's hard for me. It's like the other way around. Yeah, bro. It just, some people have their thing. Like some people, when they go through traumatic experiences, they're not going, they're not turning to a game. You know what I'm saying? They turn into gangs. They turn into sex outside of marriage. They're turning to, you know, drugs and alcohol. You know, they're turning mm-hmm. to things that I would, you know, kind of in one sense say is a slight more detrimental than, you know, turning into a, a, a gang. You know what I mean? Like, and and that's what I'm grateful. That's one thing that I am grateful for, grateful for in life is that I didn't turn to, well, I did turn to sex. But it wasn't necessarily, um, it wasn't like just wilding out, you know, so. But What's your definition of wilding out? Like, you're just going to have sex with whoever. Okay, so you were carefully selecting. Yeah. <laughs> not, and I'm not proud of that. I'm definitely not proud of that. Because I, I wish I, I, w- I really wish I hadn't. Like, that's a conversation that I've had with my wife and I've told her, like, I wish I hadn't never had sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. I, and I really do. I wish I had never had sex before marriage. Like it's not a, it's not something to be. I, at least me personally speaking, it's not something that I'm proud of. You know what I mean? Like it's not a proud thing for me to be like, oh yeah, I had sex. Like why? Like for what? Because the, the because the the majority of society says it's something that you gotta have. Like mm-hmm. I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't make sense. But mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like so, I, I'm grateful that you know. It, overall, though. I, I mean, I did try to even, like, get into gangs a little bit, but it just, like, overall didn't sit right with me, so I didn't really operate with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there was a, there was a, that was an actual gang that had a clique on the, on the, on the school campus, and I had joined mm-hmm. the clique. I didn't join the actual gang, but I joined the clique, and it was just, like, stupid. Like, I got jumped in about, <laughs> like, practically the same day. It wasn't the same day, but it, it, that's how... That's how they fast jumped it, you in and jumped you out. Yeah, not in the same day, but I'm saying not literally the same day, but I'm saying like that's how fast it was. Like right. it, it wasn't that long at all. It was probably like a month. I never literally. heard of being jumped out. Yeah, they just like so. Um, yeah, it was, it, but it was, it was, it was me trying to get accepted. Yeah, belong. In places, yeah. yeah, it was me trying to be accepted and belong in places where that really weren't for me to be accepted and belong in. Mm-hmm. Um, I even, I, I have found in, in my classroom, I think we had a sub this day too. And I just happened to like been sitting next to some of the people in my class and I opened up this file cabinet, not thinking nothing was, there. I didn't know what was, I was just looking in the file cabinet. Seeing a, mm-hmm. um, seeing a blunt. Mm-hmm. Took it out. I knew who was smoking. Like, I might not have been, like, super popular, but I knew who was doing what around where. So I was like, yo, you know, showing it all, this is what I found. I'm going to go with y'all. I'm going to go smoke it with y'all. I went and smoked it. Then the next day, somebody had some weed on campus. Went and smoked that with them. And it was like, that literally, like, that was right before winter break happened. Went to church one Sunday, <laughs> got convicted. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the pastor. The pastor, 
you know, at the time, he, I think he actually mentioned it too. And it wasn't even like he knew my business. I didn't tell nobody. I, matter of fact, the, the same day that I smoked weed, it was so strong on me and my jacket and everything, people could smell it in the classroom. And this was literally the last class. This was the last period in high school. This, this is my ninth grade year. It was the last period before it's time to go home. I was so scared to go home, bro. Yeah. Cause my dad, my my mom worked. My mom worked during the day. My dad worked graveyard. So my dad was at home. My mom wasn't gonna be home yet. So I wasn't, you know. No, sorry, mom, but I wasn't tripping off of. Cause I knew it, it should have been gone by then. But my mm. dad was home for sure. So I was like, oh shoot. So I was scared to walk home. I mean, I was walking, shaking in my boots. Like, oh man, like ah, oh, this is. I need to get rid of the smell. And I, I mean, I made it home. I think the walk home aired it out. So mm. it, I, it didn't have. Now, my dad might turn around and tell me, so I knew. I just didn't say nothing. So then it's like, oh, shoot. But I mean, <laughs> as far as I know, he didn't know until now if he listened to it. <laughs> Love you, dad. Yeah. <laughs> I had but, a crazy you know, relationship with weed, too. Well, I had, it took me, yeah, we'll, we'll have another, another episode about that. But yeah, oh, okay. it took me a long time to let it go all the way. But yeah, bro. It, uh, but I'm bringing I'm bringing all this up to 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 help people to see and show like you don't have to allow whatever has happened in your life in spite of it being part of your story to to be what dictates what you do when you do it how you do it how you operate 24/7 365 like that's not that was just one time where, like I say, even if it was multiple times, even if it happened for years and years before you finally, before it was finally over, it mm. does not have to be what defines you. When be, Before all of that happened, before all of that happened, you were created by God in his image and likeness. So that means you got characteristics like God. You are created to reflect God. None of that like your experiences in life don't define or dictate your identity. You already had an identity before that happened. Mm -hmm. These things come to bury that identity, to bury the purpose that you have in life. It's not there for anything else, but because of God, especially if you are called according to his purpose and you love him, because that's what the scriptures say, right? Mm -hmm. He'll turn that around for your good. And this might sound real corny and just like, ah, man, whatever. But literally, these tests or these traumas and things like that, you can turn them into a testimony. You can turn around and say, you know what? But I'm still here. Mm -hmm. Like, everything, no matter how small or big it impacts your life, it is still there. Like, it turns around for your good. I say it like that. It can still work for your good. Yeah. Bro, do do you have anything? Like what like what are, what are like that's my question for you today. It's like what has happened in your life that seemed like, you know, like I could like it was so traumatic. Or maybe not astronaut, I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Like what has happened in your life to, to make you feel like, man, like I can't I can't live life. Or, you know, because there there's a lot even for me 
that I didn't, ha I haven't said yet. We can, we have another episode about it, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot that comes along with being molested too. You know what I'm saying? Like it messes with your, your mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, we need so, to talk about that. If we oh got yeah, we time, do. We got you time. Know what I'm I mean, do you got time? I don't know if you got time. You say yeah, you, you got time. Right? I mean, I feel like I, I, I told a lot of my story <laughs> last week, man. I, I want to hear your story, man. Oh man. I mean, I mean, the truth of the matter is, you know, being molested. And I mean, people look at, men that have come out in their adult years, uh, for instance, like on Oprah and things like that, they don't understand like what that's like, you know, especially, especially when it happens to you as a boy. Like it happened to me when I was very young, very little. Um, I, I want to say I was probably like around like six or seven, something like that. And, and so it's like, yo, like it, it literally not only can make you angry. Like I had, I did not realize until maybe like a year or two ago that I have anger issues. Because of that, like, that's where it really starts from. I mean, there are things along the way that have, have happened, but that's the root of it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, I wasn't no angry child before that. I was angry wow. after that. You know what I'm saying? And I walked around because I didn't know. First of all, like I said, I didn't even know I was an angry child. You know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. I didn't even process it to be like, this is some type of betrayal. Like, you really don't have an understanding as a seven-year-old child what that is like or what's going on, what's happening to you, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm growing up not just angry, but I'm also mentally, bro, like, messed up in the head because I'm, I'm thinking, like, homosexual lifestyle. Like, this is, like, these are actual thoughts because on top of that, there's there's a lack of acceptance amongst there's a la excuse me there's a lack of acceptance of amongst the girls that I'm around like at school and things like that because I'm hearing yeah. things like oh if you were light skinned you would be cute or you know so it's not really like back I had then, to deal with that too yeah back then dark skinned boys and men were not a thing like they are today no nah, we like, had to bring back, it back <laughs> yeah we had to bring that mess back but like you know what I'm saying like it was not unless you were like some type of like celebrity which basically nobody was outside of you know the celebrities of that time a dark-skinned dude was not something that people were into like that this wasn't especially like so for me all the girls that i you know well not all but i mean for the most part like all the like the really quote-unquote fine ones and all that stuff like they never show like interest mm -hmm. in me like that so it was like dang and then I hear stuff like, if you were light-skinned, you would be cute. So that messes uh, even more so with my identity and my view of myself. So it's like, man, like, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yo, I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not accepted over here. I'm not liked over here and things like that. So that, on top mm -hmm. of being molested, that, that messes up your whole view on manhood, on being a boy, being a male, all of it. It, it just does. And it's very much unfortunate. It's very much unfortunate, but this is something that has to get talked about because so many boys are being molested and the most that we honestly hear is, oh, the Pope molested some boy or this boy was molested by a teacher or this boy was yeah. molested. But nobody's talking about what, like, the, the, the effects of the trauma. Mm -hmm. Nobody's talking about how it affects your, your your mind. Nobody's talking about how it affects your view on yourself and, on, and view on manhood and view on 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 yourself, like identity, like sexual identity, even like nobody's talking about that. 
Not on a Did you have any outlet at all? Did you have any outlet at all? I don't want to say that I didn't, but I didn't mm. feel like I did. Right. Not, I'm sorry, I didn't. I felt like I did. I, I, mm-hmm. I canceled myself out. So I felt like I, I could not share. I didn't feel comfortable sharing what happened. But on top of that, again, it goes, it also, the, the factor of I didn't understand everything about it to even be talking about it. I didn't mm. know at the time I was being molested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't even in my mind say, oh, I was molested. I couldn't say what, like, what mm-hmm. it was. I didn't know what it was. I didn't understand what it was. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, like I said, boys, like, our minds, and this is something that my wife had, had to, she has to remind me of sometimes, that when you're growing mm-hmm. up, and this is why I need to take a child development class, too, because I, from, from what I understand so far is that the brain does not really formulate fully, really, until you get, like, older. Like, um, I think it's, like, basically in high school or a little bit older than that. So mm-hmm. imagine a, a seven-year-old boy, you know what I'm saying, like, dealing with trauma of, like of, like, molestation. How am I supposed to tell my parents, oh, I was molested? I don't even understand what that is. Like, I don't even think I ever even heard of that at the time. Yeah, you don't even know if it's a bad or a good thing. Yeah, so I don't know. (laughs) Right. And the the thing that really sucks about it is that our bodies have no respect of anything. Mm -hmm. So if it's getting pleasured in any way by whoever, male or female, is going to enjoy it because it was made to enjoy sexual pleasure. So when did it happen? Like, when was it the moment where you was like, okay, I was molested. When did you realize that it was something wrong that happened? It was, to be honest, it wasn't until I was a young adult, for sure. Oh, like, wow. Mm-hmm. Because it, I, I'm trying to remember how uh, how I understood it to be that at the time. But I I want to say it was when the uh, the whole Oprah show thing happened with Tyler Perry and, and all the other men. That, that uh, show. Oh, you never saw that episode? I, I don't remember that. No. Uh-uh. Tyler Perry had, like, and a like, bunch of... Cele- no, no, it wasn't celebrities. Well, I mean, Tyler Perry was there, but the rest of them were like regular average mm-hmm. men, you know, and they were all on mm-hmm. there. And, you know, I don't know if all of them shared a little bit of their story, but there were some that was able to share to share their story. I think there was even a pair of brothers on there, and they were both molested by a pope. Wow. Yeah. Dang. It's, bro, like, it, I, I think because this is no slack or anything to women that go through it. I think because, though, women are more common, so to speak, to go through things like that, when it does happen to a boy, it's almost like, publicly speaking, like, at large, it's like, oh, okay, he got molested. But there's think, no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't I don't even know if I can say that it's more common that it happens to women more. We just, women are less afraid to talk about it than men. Women have actually taken more charge on saying that this is wrong. I know, right? But they still don't come out until years later. I'm not knocking that. I'm just well, saying, well, no, like, not you know all of them. Like, it, but it, it just it, most, like most of them, like 
when you look at it from a lot at, at large perspective, like nationwide or uh, just society in general, like you don't hear about this stuff until like it's years later. I'm not knocking that at all. I'm not saying that, oh, they need to come out sooner. I'm not one of those people to do that because I've been through molestation. So I know what that's like to like my biggest fear was not sharing it with the world. My biggest fear was sharing it with my mom. Mm-hmm. How do you tell your mother that your baby, especially your, your oldest, was molested? Mm-hmm. How do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are you supposed to do that? You know what I mean? Like, how are you supposed to even, like, oh, man, like, I, I hope she accepts this. Like, I don't know how, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the conversation went well. The conversation went better, way better than what I expected. And I praise God for that. You know what I'm saying? But I had way more fear of telling my mother than I did saying it publicly. The only fear mm-hmm. I had of it publicly, telling it publicly, the few, the, the, like the three times that I did, was that, okay, well, my mom could find out. Mm-hmm. And I never talked to her myself. So it was like, somebody's going to probably call her and tell her, but I was doing it because it's, yo, this could help somebody. I don't know who's I just think that, it. you know, men have way more shame behind it than women. I know women have shame behind it, so. but man, it's deeper. And that, then there's a lot of men who I know personally who had it happen to them by women, and they don't even count it as molestation. They count it as something good. You know what I mean? They think something good right. happened to them when they were younger. Older woman actually well, yeah, showed I me mean, the way instead of molesting me. We're like, no, bro, you were molested. Like, that's, that wasn't good. Like, that, that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. No. It wasn't. So, a lot of so a lot of men are under the you know that that false guys that sex is always good you know what I'm saying no matter who it comes from mm-hmm. um, so a lot of them don't even know that they've been molested at home and they can't figure out why they can't stop having sex the way that they want to you know what I mean why they got yeah. detrimental sex lives but it's because a lot of us we got molested man it's like stuff happened yeah wasn't supposed to happen when you were younger right. And that's another thing too. Like there, there was a time, and I mean, on, on, you know, I'm not saying names for nobody or nothing, but there was also mm. a time too where, you know, I was at somebody's house, and one of the girls that was living there, like she called me up to like finger her, and it was like, I, like I thought it was wrong, or it was at mm. least weird or strange in the moment, but I was just a kid. I still had no real understanding of anything when it came to sex. Like, I didn't know even what sex was. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I didn't have sex with her, but it was like, you know, just like she had me finger her. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, now later, when you know what things are, it's like, oh, shoot. I, I shouldn't have <laughs> did that. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, it I don't know if necessarily that also counts as molestation or not, but just it's still in in a in an area of wrong. Yeah, like sex you know was awakened before the right time. You know what I mean? Like it was Overall, introduced yeah. to you before the right time. Yeah. Right. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's one thing I will say for all parents out there. Like, please be mindful of whose house you're allowing your kids to go over to. Just I'm taking the sidebar real quick to say this. Uh-huh. Be mindful of who you are let like, and even be mindful like I. Even be mindful of your friends' kids, cause kids don't tell their parents everything. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So like, you got to be mindful of that. Like sometimes parents may not like, you you got to be mindful of what you, even your friends' kids may be acting like, cause yo yo 
your friends may not necessarily see that. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing per se. That's I'm not trying to, you know, not parents who don't see stuff about their kids. It, you know, it sometimes it just happens. It just happens like that sometimes. They because you can be too close to a person and mm-hmm. not be able to see, you know what I'm saying, like what's going on. That that would literally be like being zoomed in in the area and you don't see everything around in that area. You only see what you zoomed in on. And it's the same thing with, with us. When you're mm-hmm. so close to a person. A lot of times, the closer you get, the the less you can actually see about the person. And then, even though you might you might have a sense of like, I don't think that that was right, but I'm gonna let it slide because of all these great things that I'm zoomed in on about you. Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing. But be mindful, parents of of who of whose house you are letting your kids over go over to and spend the night and all that stuff because things like that can happen. Like. Like flat out, like it, it, it very much can, and for some people, it probably has happened. You just don't know yet. You just don't know, and it sucks. You know what All I'm right. saying? But to to hear about it years later, but so yeah, man. I, my um, my ultimate hope is that I just have such a great relationship with my kids that they that they want to tell me, even though I know that there's gonna be some stuff that they're not gonna tell me. I'm okay with that. I've already realized that it's gonna happen, but I just hope you know what I'm saying that they want to tell me. Yeah, traumatic things that happen inside of their life. I hope that I've created that relationship. That's one of my goals as a parent. Well, I I will say I do believe that the best thing for parents to do is that when your kids are growing up, and this is something that me and my wife, we have already started, is you tell your kids, you teach your kids, I don't care who it is, you don't let nobody touch you in these areas. You don't let nobody touch you inappropriately. Mm -hmm. And then when my kids get old enough mm-hmm. to understand, I'm going to make sure that they know, like, this how, you know what I'm saying, like, this can happen. Daddy, you know, dealt with this, blah, 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 like, when they can actually handle that information. But, you know what I'm saying, like, even just to say, hey, if, yo, if anybody touches you in an uncomfortable way, say something. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a, now I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dad's dad, okay? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a daddy daddy. So if it's a male and they touch you in an uncomfortable way, you're going to fight. Like, just swing on them. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't turn to a fight, just swing on them. No, because of, of the real, the reality is, and I don't care if it happened at school, I'll defend my son, you know what I'm saying? Like, as long as he didn't actually start it, but, like, yo, you give them fair warning if they touch you uncomfortably, if they keep going, swing on them. Like, I'm not playing. Because it's better for my son to avoid that trauma than it is for, for them to go through something. And it's like, years later, we find out, you know what I'm saying, because they didn't know how to tell us. Like, nah, I want my son to be safe. I, I can't. Yeah, I, know, I, agree I, can't with that. I know we can't protect our kids from everything there is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? Like whatever I can protect mine from, I'm gonna protect them from. It, period. So I agree with you, you know what I'm saying? Got it. We gotta teach our kids. You don't. You do not let nobody touch you around here. Like after so long, you know what I'm saying? Like parents don't. Parent, or at least they're not supposed to. You know, but we're not touching our kids in the tub no more. We're not giving them baths after so long anymore. They gonna give themselves baths. Mm-hmm. So if daddy, especially if daddy and mommy not touching you there, you definitely don't let nobody else touch you there. There's a reason right. for that. Right. Uh, um, so tell me this, how has how it worked out for your good? So it's worked out because, I, well, for one, th- and this is just how I view it. One, it was something that made me stronger. It, it made me wise to the simple fact of things like this can happen anywhere if you're not careful. Um, Mm -hmm. it also has, I think it's also showed me how 
you can't be too close to people to the point where they can get something, you know, get by with something like that for so long or whatever. And then there's also things like it just, it didn't kill me. And even mm. though I dealt with things like anger and, you know, sexual identity and things like that for so long, I'm at a point now where, like, the sexual identity part, I don't have a problem with. I'm good there. <laughs> but the, 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 the anger part, I've gotten to a place, especially if you keep living, and this is why I say keep going, because you may not get released from every layer of it right away, but just like an onion, if you just keep peeling the onion or keep cutting the onion, you'll get through the layers. You know what I mean? Now, that's a lot more slower in life, but I got to a point. Now, I'm, like, really starting to release more and more, like, oh, okay, this is what, okay, I have anger issues. Okay, that was the first time, that was the first step for me to take. What's that meant? Okay, I got anger issues. And I didn't see that until after I was married. So, I'm mm-hmm. just, like, a couple of years into it, but it's finally starting to click, like, oh, this is what it is. Okay, I'm angry. So, now, when I have those outbursts on a game, like Call of Duty or something, I know, mm-hmm. like, okay, it's, um. I'm usually aware of what I'm thinking about or what's going on subconscious because it's not just in my subconscious anymore. It's in my conscious now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I made it a point where, you know, I might not always deal with it right away, but I do make it a point to try to be as aware of, as possible of what I'm feeling, how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and things like that. So I can start dealing with those things. I'm but, glad you said that. You know, I, I've been, I told you I was going to start reading Jim Quick's book. I finally, you know, got a little bit deeper into it yesterday. And I saw a quote uh-huh. in there. The quote, it's in his book, but it's from Einstein. But the quote says that you can never solve a problem with the same level of consciousness that you had when the problem started. Mm. And like, wow. what you just said made so much sense. You know what I'm saying? Like you took it from your subconscious to your consciousness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you had to raise your level of awareness. You had to raise your consciousness in order to deal with it. So it's right. the same thing. You know, as long as it lingers, you just got to keep raising your consciousness, keep, keep raising your level of awareness of it so that you can actually deal with something. I, I love that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you, have to, you have to get to a point where you're not, like, things about yourself are not hidden from you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, some, and don't get me wrong, some things you may not necessarily be ready for. So if you don't necessarily quite understand something yet, just be patient. Calm yourself down. Be patient. And when you are actually ready to receive it, it'll come to you. Like, that's, some, that's something else that I had to learn is to be patient about the things I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I would try. I would literally, and I'm not saying don't be intentional in life about what you, you know. Oh, shoot. What the heck? My bad. My bad. Uh. Yeah. I had a I had a whole alarm that I did not realize I had on there. So my bad. Um but there uh, is I just heard vibration, so <laughs> that was yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like we have to get to a, a, a place of awareness that, you know, again, we're not like information is not hidden from us. Mm-hmm. So because it's, 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 like, it's important for us to be aware. And I'm not saying don't be intentional, but I am saying that if you find yourself being frustrated about information that you don't know, then calm yourself down, be patient, be, get cool, calm, and collected, be patient, mm-hmm. and, and let it just come to you. Let it, and if it does not come for days, okay, fine. It, it, when I'm ready to actually receive that bit of information or that revelation, 
Mm-hmm. It, it, you know what I'm saying? It'll become clear to, to me. And again, that's something that I have to learn. That's something I think a lot of people need to learn is how to be patient about information you don't know. When it's time for you to know or when you're ready to receive the information, like truly ready to receive it, you'll, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, and when I say by truly ready to receive, I'm saying you're, you're, you're ready to handle it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think that we're ready before we are actually ready to handle information. And then when we get the information, we start flipping out and tripping. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like, you know, it's like, I'm not saying like your reaction or your response, your, I'm not saying your response, not your reaction, but your response to some things won't make you feel like, dang, like, oh my God, like this just happened. But you'll actually be able to think with a clear head and things like that when you receive that revelation about whatever it is and then act accordingly versus re- mm-hmm. reacting to it. You know, you kind of just do without thinking. You just do it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's, like it, that, that's... That's one reason why I think it's important, you know, to figure out how to go to God for counseling. I, yeah, I think is if, I if you that. don't know how to do it, and one reason is because when you talk to God about it, your defense mechanisms ain't up. You know what I mean? He when he tell me about myself, I don't defend it. I can't. You know what I mean? Like I, I can argue for a second, like no, nah, that ain't right, and then I just like he starts showing it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deny what I've seen. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I can't deny it. You start showing it to me. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, you can't get around it. For a person, I can defend it. You know what I mean? My, my right. defense mechanisms could go up, and I could start trying to deny it. But with guys, like, I, you know, you know, you know, it's like, I can't help <laughs> That's why it's important. Uh, one thing I'll just say, you know what I'm saying, before we, before we get up out of here, one thing that I've done uh, to kind of, like, stay in that mode of knowing that things are working out for my good is mm-hmm. I, I I think I talked about it on here for a little bit. I'm not sure. But uh, when I was younger, I didn't understand what praise and worship meant. I, I wasn't really into it. Mm. And, you know, yeah. so I used to kind of skip on it. And then, um, you know, it didn't start at church. It started at home. When I started doing it at home, then this is what I call it now. I don't even call it praise and worship. I call it changing the narrative of your soul. Like you change the, the writing, the perspective of the story that's inside of you of what happened to you in your past. So now when I go, I go in there, I started realizing, oh, I thought they was crying because the music was so good. And I was like, nah, man, I, they, what they're doing is they're thinking about what happened to them in their past, mm-hmm. but now they're inserting God. You know what I'm saying? It's the same story, same tra- trauma, but they're inserting God, so they right. have joy about it. Now they're crying, you know what I mean? So. As, it's crazy how God gives us the pleasure of being able to go and take old old stories, old scenarios, old stuff that happened to us that hurt, and then we can insert him into it, and then all of a sudden don't hurt no more. All of a sudden it feel good because it's like, oh, you took me from this. You showed me this when this was going on. And you, yeah. can, go, and there's all, you can go to that at any moment. It's always available. It's always a time where you can mm-hmm. just sit down and play a song and go there, go to your past and then see God there. And then all of a sudden feel good about it. He starts breaking chains, releasing shame off of you. So I, oh, I, that's one thing that I do. So I do it on purpose now. At first it was just, it happens on Sunday morning. Then at first it was like, okay, now it's at home and I just want to pray. But now it's intentional. Now it's like, okay, God, why do I have this issue? Let me throw on the song, get by myself and figure it out. I'm about to pray. I'm about to ask questions and see if I get a vision. I literally do it on purpose now. Um, and it's, I call it going to God for counseling. I go to God for counseling. I need counseling. Yes. I, I don't know who else to talk to about it right now. 
I'm about to go there. You know, I so mean, I wanted to give people that tool. You know what I mean? That you can go at any time. Yeah, it's available to you. That that's what that's what has helped me. You know what I'm saying? Like to to deal with certain things is go to guy and don't go to guy like complaining about it and just like you don't want to want to talk. No, like when you yeah, go nah. to guy, the difference between going to guy and just talking about it is like really you know you don't leave change. But when you go to guy, expressing your heart in the sense of. I need to share my heart with you so that you can, you know, make this change or whatever. Even if that's mm-hmm. not what you say to him per se, but you just make yourself available for him to make the changes while you're talking to him or whatever. Right, you right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that and that's what I've done. There are times when I went and complained to God about things in my life that were going on. And I was just complaining. I just was talking. I just wanted to talk. I just wanted to talk. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about change really. I just no, well, I wanted change. I just the type of change I wanted was not necessarily like what you know it was basically kind of a decision i had to make mm-hmm. not so much on god like we think god is supposed to like be the one that does like everything and mm-hmm. it's like no like certain things that you are capable of doing there's a reason why he made us in his image of likeness but we can get into that another time but you have the capability of making decisions you know what i'm saying right. so if there's something that's in your control to do you have to be the one to decide go left or go right or go straight, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the options are. So if there's something that's in your control to do, God is not going to look at you and be like, okay, I got you. Like, no, that's a decision you have to make. And you He's like, make I got it. you once you decide. Right, exactly. <laughs> decide and once you decide, no, I, got you. Um, I, I, got you. Know, I take care of the rest. But, and so I, but like, you I'm down saying, here, I'm up here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I've been telling my wife and just other people, you know, the last couple of years, like, you do what you can do, and then whatever you can't do, God will do the rest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, God takes care of what you can't take care of, and that's fine. So, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I had to make that decision, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Or, mm-hmm. you know, or you're going to continue to be frustrated. You're only frustrated because of the, your lack of decision, decision-making. So, right. um, you know, that's just to, to say, like, when you go to God, you know, if you even go to God, like, make it a point when you're going to him, you're not going just to complain or whatever. You're going to share your heart. Like, God, this is my heart. This is what's on my heart. This is what I need help with. And you make it available to receive help from him. And when you do that with that sincerity of heart, God got you. He takes what you, you know what I'm saying? He takes your burdens, you know what I mean? And there's a whole reason why Jesus says, cast your, your cares, you know, on me. Because he can handle what we can't fully handle. Yeah. And I said that we can't handle it at all. I'm saying we can't fully handle it. Like sometimes right. we just need help with. So, hey man, I appreciate you letting me talk. I didn't. I, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I, like we came into this episode, y'all. I thought you know me and Dre was gonna be yo really talking and, and it'd be like a little bit more conversational than what it was on his part. But it's yeah, cool though. Man. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I saw where you were going and I was like, no, nah, we can't just gloss over some of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's gotta go ahead and come out now. It's gotta come out now. No, I'm with we, it. I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. Like I appreciate it. Uh I told somebody this recently, like for the first time, because I've shared my story before. Not as I mean, there was one time I shared just about as in detail as I did today, but mm-hmm. all three times that I shared it, I wasn't excited. Mm-hmm. Because my mom didn't know, I, I I couldn't share my story and be excited about it. But you know, what I'm saying I've been able to talk to my mom, and now it's like, oh, that's what I actually needed to have that excitement about sharing my story. Like right. y'all can hear me, you know, hear me excited about other things, and I'd be, you know, I'm like, yeah, like 
this is what this is what it is. But my story was something that I could not be excited about because you know what I'm saying? Like I hadn't had that conversation with my mom yet. And that was hard to like I said, that was the, the my biggest fear about sharing my story was like with my mom, not with the not with the world. Like right, right. y'all can't do nothing to me necessarily. Not saying that my right, mom can, right. but it's just a different thing. Like I have a relationship with my mom, you know what I'm saying? This that's different, you know? Yeah. But people that don't know you, it's like, okay, and I I tell y'all, I don't care what y'all think after that. Right. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it is like I know my sexuality, I know my identity now, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not I'm not I'm not tripping, you know what I'm saying? But again, like because of my relationship with my mom and things like that, and it just it that's something that's hard to tell. And, and again, if nothing else, it's just how do you tell your your mother that her firstborn, her baby, you know what I'm saying? Like was molested. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's difficult. Right. So my encouragement, I'm going to leave y'all with this, my encouragement for anybody, especially men, but both women too. Women go through molestation, women go through rape, you know, and, and I can't even imagine rape because that's something different. But any trauma that you're dealing with, find a way to begin to share that as close to as immediately as possible. Try to mm -hmm. find a way to get comfortable not in the sense that you're okay with it uh, happening, but that, okay, this is now part of my story, but this does not define me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, get find a way to be comfortable with the story. Again, not to tell the person, so to speak, that it was okay with what they did, but this is just part of my story, so now I have more people I can talk to and reach. You know what I'm saying? I can mm -hmm. go help more people. Um, and I know people don't want to see it like this, but even the things that are traumatic are things that, actually in a way if you live through it and learn from it can equip you to actually talk to other people to reach exactly. other people because it's really big life in general is bigger than just you bigger than what you go through and that's going to be hard for some people that are not at that point in life where they are really like really ready to receive that type of um, perspective <laughs> but it is it's bigger than me you know what i mean and that's why i'm sharing it because it's not just about the person that did it to me and my mom and whatever else. It, no, this is, this is, this happened so that I could get to where I am today, become free and then say, Hey, let me, let me let you know what I did to be free. Um, actually I'll share that later, uh, more of it later, but just real quick, just kind of gloss over it. Some things I did was like, I wrote a journal to the person who did it. I mean, not journal. I wrote a letter to the person who did it. I never shared it with them, but I did it for me. I wasn't doing it so much for them to read it. I was doing it for my personal freedom. And sometimes mm -hmm. you have to do that. You have to take your personal freedom into your hands and say, okay, God, I'm going to do what I can do to help me heal, to help me get my own personal freedom. So I did that. I wrote a letter to say how I feel. And then there was a song like years later that I started to write. And I, that's when I began to find out, oh, I'm angry still because of how it made me feel. Not just because it made me, it, this is what, what they did, but because of how it made me feel. Like one thing it made me feel was like everybody could see that I was molested. Every time I looked, mm. walked out the house, I felt like everybody could see, yo, this is what happened to you. You know what I'm saying? And that, that is one of the most, th one of the things that can make you angriest the most because it's like everybody knows your business like that. So mm. that's just something that I did to help me get free. There's one thing that I could talk about. We're out, we're out of time though. So I will make sure that I'm a little bit more intentional the next time we talk about it. Um, 
But listen, that that is very important that you find a way to get comfortable, whatever it is, whether it's journaling, uh, talking to a therapist, whatever. Like, find a way to be comfortable with everything that has happened in your story and, and begin to, to heal from it and then, you know, and break out, as I would say, from it into who you are and, and, and everything. And then, you know, find a way to share your story in a comfortable way. Like, I'm, I'm right. comfortable talking. I'm comfortable talking on a podcast and things like that. So I'm comfortable sharing my story on a podcast. Um, find a way. If you, if you got to write a poem or if you got to write a song or if you got to write a book, if you got to do a movie, if you got to, you know, find a way to share your story with the world, though, and be comfortable right. with that. So we'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll do another episode where we can get more into just, you know, things that people can do to apply to actually breaking into their own personal freedom, from, you know, from trauma. Right. So, bro, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for letting me talk. Again, I wasn't expecting that, but I appreciate it. And I appreciate um, you for sharing your story, man. Yeah, man. So, listen, you enjoy your day today. I apologize for the time running over a little bit. It's all good. <laughs> but, but, yeah, man, go enjoy your day. People, go enjoy your day. We'll be back here next week, as always. Flip the switch with us. It's not just our podcast. It's y'all podcast. So it's your podcast, too. Hit us up in the email, we flip the switch at gmail.com. Hit us up on um on Instagram, we flip the switch. Even hit us up personally, Mark Augustus ENT, um, DeAndre Official, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know, like, you know, what what opinions you guys have. Uh, we ain't gonna talk about cake and all that stuff no more. Uh unless unless y'all have an opinion about it, that's different. But we ain't gonna we ain't gonna keep going back and forth between me and Dre because peach cobbler is better than cheesecake. Uh or greater than greater than. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like seriously, just hit us up. Let us know what topics. Give us the the five star rating or whatever um, on the on the on the Apple Podcast. Hit us up with a review. Um, yeah, give us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Be honest with us so we can make this podcast you know what you want it to be. Basically, right. So, with that said, we out. We out. Watch me flip the switch like this. I flip the switch ever since I put the emphasis on the infinite. Took my pain, flipped that in the blitz.